Hey guys, it's uh, Scott and Steve from the Pragmatic Constitutionalists. We haven't been together in a little bit. How long has it been now, Scott, since you and I have been able to do this together? It's been a while. It's been too long, actually, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, def- it's definitely been too long. We've had a lot going on, both of us. Yes, we have. You were actually supposed to be in Kurdistan right now. What happened? Uh, yes, unfortunately. Yeah, I was supposed to be in Kurdistan for the second time um, yeah. in the last two months. And two days before I was supposed to fly out, uh, they Baghdad made a blanket uh, closing of all airports for most Europeans and all Americans flying in country. So I had to, I had to halt the flight and hopefully in the next month or so, I'll finally be able to go back. So you think there's an actual COVID concern there? Are they just, Um, there there is, I mean, there is, uh, COVID, COVID, you know, it, it does not, it, it actually is, um, you know, it's, it's entirely different there, the, the cycles are. So when it was bad here and started getting better, uh, it would start getting bad there. And so it's been getting worse there and it's been getting, excuse me, it's been getting worse here and better there. And so they want to just, you know, right. eliminate any chances. I think last week on Monday, they had only 38 reported cases in the north, um, in the biggest city in Kurdistan, you know, so that's pretty significant only 38 cases. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, that's not why we're here, but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Right. I'm not there. Right. Right. Well, I'm glad you're here actually. Cause you know, <laughs> all the time you need my love and help. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, we should probably catch everybody up on everything else that's been going on. What, what should we talk about here? Well, I think we, uh, let's talk about just the, the road trip that that happened since um, last we talked and then the upcoming road trip uh, for this year. Yeah, my my uh, the TPC road trip 2020, which you know took me to about 18 different states uh, between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, almost never ended really. For me, it hasn't. I've only spent about three or four days in my own bed back home in Raleigh since then because of what happened on the 6th and uh, January the 6th in DC, but uh, we had originally intended on January 6th being the launch date for me to head up to the Northeast. Now, there was two primary reasons why that didn't happen. I had already decided to, after um, attending the um, DC rally on the 6th, um, going back home for a week and then using that week to organize what was happening up north. And um, as you know, before um, Biden healed everything and businesses and restaurants and bars started opening again in the Northeast, which is supposed to start here in just a few days. Don't give them too much of a messianic complex. Right, 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 right. right. But before that happened, we were having a difficult time finding venues for, um, you know, for TPC meetups in in various locations. There were a few places everybody was excited and had, had venues already scheduled, ready to go. But there was a lot of places I wanted to go that our, our hosts and our sponsors that were helping me out just said, don't, don't even bother. We can't find a single, you know, venue that we're allowed to host, uh, you know, even the smallest of meetings in. Well, that looks like that's going to be a lot easier now. Uh, so the delay, uh, yeah. The, it's the, funny. Yeah. It's funny. Everybody said, wait until November 5th, right? Everything's right. going to change. No, it was actually after January 6th, around January 20th. January 20th right, yeah, they right. were two and a half months off, but this yeah. think, outcome was still the same. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they just missed it by a couple of months, but the, the bottom line is, is now 
I can spend some time um, booking the tour up. And so what I've decided to do, because unfortunately, as we, we've uh, bemoaned uh, way too often on these podcasts, uh, being that I'm not allowed, I'm still not allowed to work, even though other people are opening, thank, and thank God they are. But my calendar, my January calendar um, collapsed uh, here several weeks ago. My February calendar is now completely collapsed. And do, this is, again, due to lockdown uh, extensions because of uh, me being in the music business and the private event industry. I'm not allowed to you know, have large-scale events. And then the economics of, of paring them down just don't work. I mean, it, it, it's just a matter um, under current um, capacity restrictions. It's just a matter of, okay, you guys can have your events, but you, that's assuming you all want to lose money. And that's the bands and the venues and, and such as that. And we choose not to lose money because we've been bleeding like, uh, you know, yeah, we've been bleeding it out for 10, 11 months now. And uh, so now I'm in a position where I don't have a single thing on the, on the um, calendar until late April. So I've got time to schedule and even add additional uh, time and dates to the run. Whereas I was going to make it just maybe, a, you know, a couple of weeks. I can, I can extend it out for two months if I want to, uh, depending on how many people out there want to have me come and, and speak to their Liberty groups or their, you know, their meetups uh, or whatever we can organize. So I'm going to actually begin again down in Florida where we started the last one, except mm. this time I'm going to hit the, the East coast of Florida instead because we were on the West coast last time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to pick up, I'm going to pick up some of those locations where people wanted us to meet like um, uh, maybe, you know, uh, down in uh, Miami, um, you know, Cocoa Beach area, uh, Jacksonville, and then work our way up. And they wanted us to come to Georgia. And so uh, we're going to pick up Georgia this time and then just work our way straight up all the way up to uh, up 95. Maine. Yeah. Yeah, man. We're going to, we're going to go all the way to Maine, uh, New Hampshire. Wow. And, and then and when we dip back down, I'm going to come a little bit towards the Midwest and pick up, um, uh, you know, Western Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio, and, uh, and then back up back home eventually. And, and, and a big reason for that was because our initial push for this road trip wasn't being picked up by a lot of our followers. And it was late in the game after everything was booked that people started saying, hey, you're coming to Indiana. Hey, you're coming to Ohio. Why don't you come here, here, and here? And it was too late in the game to make any switches. So yeah. you're adding that now to second phase. Yeah, yeah. And so I've got the time to do it now. And, uh, and as I've said before, if this one goes well and we're able to actually have meetings and uh you know and let's just you know be perfectly honest if the uh, finances are available to uh to make this uh happen then we'll uh, look out uh out west as well because just tons of people are asking us to come everywhere from you know from uh colorado new mexico to arizona california oregon mm -hmm. Washington. Uh, so I would love to, to, uh, take the, take the road trip out there as soon as possible as well. That's wonderful. Well, I, I look forward to, uh, supporting that initiative and, and those of you who were able to be a part of the original road trip, uh, in December and early January, or excuse me, December to right around to new year. Uh, I know that we had a great response in most places, really good interaction. I know, as you've said many times, you learned so much, from the people who attended uh, as much or more than what people learned from you. Yeah. So, uh, part of it. It's, it's a, it's, it's as much a learning tour for me as anything else. Uh, 
formulating ideas, plans, hearing the input from everyone really helps me focus on what we're doing here and uh, what we're you know going to be doing in the future. Excellent. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm excited. I, I hope you can get this going and, and get going and, and uh, just rally the troops as it were and get people together because honestly, um, you know, everything has changed since last we talked. Um, mm, yeah. Everything has changed and it not just doesn't just go back to November 4th. Um, we also would bump it up to January 6th and your experience, uh, you know, at the, at the rally and protest that has turned into a insurrection as it were. Yeah. Yeah. And so how are you processing that? How, how are you doing? It's been a couple of weeks now. Yeah, three. It's been, uh, was it three weeks? So uh, it's today one. Yeah, three weeks today. Uh, it's been, as I said, I haven't been home yet since DC. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, cover a lot of territory that you, because you and I, even though we haven't been together and, and done this back and forth conversation in several weeks, uh, we have been together because I did come to Tulsa for a few days and we worked on, you know, parsing out videos and doing some frame by frames. And yeah, so those, it was great. Yeah, those yeah. are being posted. We've yeah. got a couple of them up already. You've still got a couple yet to edit, and um, and there's more to come. So uh, I don't want to cover that territory. But as far as how I'm personally processing everything, I, I, I'm I'm still taking it day to day. First of all, I, I still haven't uh, fully discovered everything that is in those videos. I, I have, I have some things I want to share with you, Scott, off of this meeting that I just uh, learned a couple of days ago that um, it's kind of, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to hype anything up, uh, or, but something that is in our videos rattled me that I've recently stumbled upon and somebody, Interesting. Else, and somebody else found it. I didn't. Oh, I didn't okay. It. So, so I need to go over that with you and talk to you about that offline. But um, the other thing is just personally, you know, uh, everybody keeps asking, how am I doing? Have I been arrested yet? Uh, no, I'm, 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 uh, I'm a fugitive. I'm still in the lamb. I'm in the wind, you know, <laughs> not, not really. Um, I keep saying over and over and over and over again, they have my phone number. All they have to do is call. Uh, I'm not hiding from anyone. I'm not, um, uh, you know, uh, I'm not paying for my gasoline with, you know, cash and avoiding using credit cards. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not running from anybody. Uh, I've been, you know, static and in the same location now for a week and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm in Louisiana at present after spending three days with you in Tulsa, I came down yep. to Louisiana and, and, um, uh, I have been concerned. I, I, I do, I do read the articles, just read another one this morning where there's something like 400 open cases that the FBI has for people that were inside the building. And they're talking about, you know, really pushing the insurrection act on these are uh, the insurrection charges on a lot of these people. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Sedition. So they're, they're talking about uh, of sedition, right? Throwing sedition charges at a lot of these people. And, and, and to some extent, if you read the sedition act, uh, there, there are certainly some people that this applies to. It does not apply to that vast, overwhelming majority of people that went in there just as they were just shocked because the doors were open. They weren't. They, look, there was the battle lines, and we know about those. And you and I have analyzed those. There were, there were, in fact, several hundred operatives 
on the front lines. They weren't necessarily on the, the front front lines, but they were there in the crowd. They were there. They were there from uh, the Proud Boys. They were there from uh, the Three Percenters. They were there from militias. They were there from Antifa. They were there from um, other other groups. That, you know, we BLM. don't know who they are. Yeah, but we we just don't we just don't know who all was in the crowd uh, mm. that actually, you know, the acting as uh, provocateurs and who were attacking the police and who were pushing down barricades and who were busting out windows. Um, were there some just basic um, Trump people involved in that? Yeah, yeah of, of course there were. We, we have that on video and we have it very, very well documented. But the vast majority of the people that quote unquote breached the Capitol they didn't breach the Capitol. They were just out in the crowd. And then all of a sudden they saw these long lines, you know, these, these, and they were entering at several areas and, and the doors were thrown open and people were just following the people. In right, front. right, right. And like, oh, stood, something's changed to the side and people just wandered in, you know, and they're like, Oh wow. Uh, they didn't do it. They weren't fighting. They weren't um, participating in, you know, the, the, the scrum line up there. They weren't uh, participating. They weren't spraying the cops with a uh, bear spray. They weren't throwing bottles at them. They weren't hitting them. They weren't pulling down barricades. They weren't breaking windows. They weren't busting doors down. They just were outside watching all of this with their mouths hanging open like the rest of us. And, and all of a sudden large amounts of people are flowing into the building. They're like, Oh, cool. We can go in. So they went in. Um, and, 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 there, those who only did that up to this point have been receiving some, you know, variant of a trespass, trespassing charge. Uh, so I, I think that if that comes my way, I think that I can handle that uh, to a certain extent. I'll be able to handle it. I still may fight it because I, as you know, documented well in advance of January 6th that I was going to cover the, the rally and that I was going to document it. And then that was my reason for being there. Um, not as a Trump supporter, not as a uh, Trumpophile, a, a, a Trumpster, uh, you know, uh, in anything of the type, um, but was going to doc, uh, document the event. Um, I think everybody, you know, thought that uh, that day was when the Kraken was going to be unleashed and nobody knew that uh, at least on our side of, of, uh, information and knowledge knew that what was going to happen at the Capitol was going to happen. That was a, a complete surprise, but it wasn't a surprise to them. And again, this is something that you and I have already documented, so we don't need to go into that right now. But uh, even, even, you know, the FBI, the Capitol police, uh, certain Congress uh, creeps, uh, uh, quite a few in the media are finally acknowledging that what happened at the Capitol was a pre-planned and well-planned event. And uh, it's just now a matter of identifying who the participants were and who actually, you know, whether there was a conspiracy to um, plan that, that, uh, yeah. that event. Um, and, and that's some of the things I want to talk to you about offline here when we get done. Okay. Well, good. Um, we've got, a, we've got a couple more videos that we'll be putting out in the next week um, on the post post protest insurrection seditious act um, events domestic terrorism um, domestic terrorism yes um, wow so that was all that all came about as a result of the inauguration or the the looming inauguration of our new president joseph biden um, how do you think uh, how do you think our, the second coming is is <laughs> Uh, well, it is. It is. It, it is the, the the second coming of the Obama administration, or somebody would say his third term. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. I think he's. What is what is he up to now? Uh, here, 
low these uh, seven days in office, he is like up to 35, 37 executive orders now, something like yeah. that. He, he's breaking records left and right, uh, much more than Trump and Obama and Bush and everyone else that has preceded him. <laughs> it's like it's like he had a, had a he ate too much at Taco Bell and he's farting him out like crazy. Yeah, you know, the, the thing that is most, um, what's the word? The thing, the thing that's most significant about what he's doing is how much of what he promised to do. Uh, I mean, let's let's face it; he's keeping his promises in a certain extent. He's enacting these uh, environmental um, uh, executive orders, such as shutting down, you know, the, the the Keystone Pipeline. But part another promise a promise that he made was that he was going to bring jobs back. You know, all those jobs that uh, Trump killed by his. Uh, ineffective uh, management of the COVID crisis. Well, instead of bringing jobs back with each executive order, he seems to be killing more jobs. I mean, he's killed tens of thousands uh, by virtue of the Keystone Pipeline uh, being shut down. Um, and then there's the trickle-down effect. I don't care whether you believe in trickle-down or not. The, the, the phrase trickle-down, uh, the, the concept, it is real. It is it real. Worked, it worked up. <laughs> you don't have to it like it. Down, it, right? it. It's real. Yeah, I don't care if you just because just because it was something that was uh, coined during the Reagan administration does not mean that it's not real. What the trickle down effect of this is is now you're going to lose all of these extremely high paying jobs. Oh, union jobs, by the way, because the unions are really upset with Biden because they supported him, and now they've they've um, now they they've taken a knife in the back for their support. And so they these high paying jobs not only are they also um, uh, the recipients of those high paying jobs are big taxpayers, as you know, because they're in upper income brackets. So there's a lot of money going to state, local, federal government and taxes. But without these jobs in there, then you start uh, losing all the trickle down effect of that money flowing into local economies. And then you have the trickle down of the loss of jobs in those, in those local communities uh, where those jobs have uh, now been, um, uh, uh, next. And then, you know, uh, what was it? What I think it's today. It, he's signing a new order where they're going to be granting no more leases on federal lands. Uh, they're going to protect for the environment and for the future. They're going yeah. to protect. Yeah. And that's, that, that specific thing is actually doing a, a lot of damage to my new home state, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. uh, obviously a large oil and gas uh, presence here. And uh, really, the oil boom in America started here, just just south of where I'm at in Glenpool. And so, it's uh, it's I've had a number of friends in the oil and gas industry that that are concerned for their jobs. They somehow made it through. Um, I've got family, extended family that are that are actually in the business that provide materials um, for wells and fracking and drilling and the like. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of real concern that somehow they made it through what was uh, what was a terrible situation last year, but it looks like uh, they may not make it that much longer. And um, we may and, have and you know the the going back to the trickle down, the net effect of losing potentially losing giving away our newfound energy independence and becoming being put back in a position where we have to uh, start importing uh, energy again. Yeah. Uh, uh, Asinine. Asinine. Here we go. You know, $4, $5 gas. Is that where we're headed? I don't, I don't know. I mean, but then, but then again, how is that benefiting, benefiting the average American if 
we end up um, bleeding out of our bank accounts uh, money that we need just to you know pay our bills, and that's the and that, you know that's the, that's the case with most Americans. It doesn't happen. You know the elites aren't worried about that. They've got enough uh, revenue and enough cash flow and enough job security coming from their government jobs and that sort of thing, but they don't have to worry about that. But the average American has uh, mortgage payments to make, and all of a sudden, if their monthly uh, fuel costs jump from $200 a month to $600 a month, uh, something is not going to get paid for. And uh, that's what that's what kicked off the mortgage crisis back in uh, 2008. And yeah. not very many people know this, but it was very, very, very simple. $4 gasoline exposed the bubble, and that was... Um, the um, the impetus to that entire crisis. So uh, we we may be headed back there again, and then and then you know, again a campaign promise. You know the left has always loved the concept of a fifteen dollar minimum wage, and now he's talking about you know popping popping all these small mom and pop businesses that have out been out of business for ten months with a fifteen dollar minimum. Okay, yeah, all right, great, wonderful. You can go back to work now. You can now open your restaurant. Of course, at you know, at reduced capacity, you still, you know, you still can't uh, have a full restaurant. You still can't have a full bar, which means you're still not making any money, which means you may not even be breaking even uh, once you know the uh, economics of how thin the margins are that the restaurant business works upon, especially the small, you know, the small stores, small shops, small restaurants, uh, cafes, diners, such as that. But once that happens and now they're forced to pay their servers a minimum of $15 an hour, what are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's I mean, like, to, you know, to, quote, to quote the president, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. I mean, how, 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 how simple is this? And I don't care if you're on the right. I don't care if you're on the left. I'm a Democrat. If you're a Republican, if you're a Trumpster, if you're a Trump hater, I, this has nothing to do with it. This is just surviving in America today. I read just a couple of days ago, either Wall Street Journal, Forbes or something like that, something like 14 million people still have not been able to go back to work because of the COVID situation specifically. I'm one of those. Everyone in the music business, everybody in the private event business, the entertainment industry, uh, we, we have not been allowed to go back to work. Um, and, and some people think, oh, I, I see people playing, you know, duos on a patio at a restaurant, or, you know, or a cafe or a bar somewhere in Florida. You, you can work there. No, no, you can't. I don't live there. It costs way too much money for me to get there. That's not what I do. And, and those and, people aren't. And did anyway. you see, I'm interrupting you here real quick, but, and did you see, having just been a, you know, a, a very recent former resident of Florida, the, uh, the administration is now, um, foisting the idea that uh, in order to limit outbreak of COVID, they're demanding closure of bars, restaurants in Florida. And uh, yeah. they, they want absolute totalitarian control and shutting everything down again, like they did, in, like, like the group of Fuhrer, you know, in, uh, in North Carolina did. Um, yeah. It's essentially what they want to do in Florida and kill and kill what semblance of an economy they have there. Yeah, and, and Florida, of course, because of their limited uh, lockdown um, impositions, have been much more successful here recently economically. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, my, my girls on the, on the way uh, last night, we were running an errand, and they said, you know, Dad, it's crazy because they came from, they went to Cocoa Beach um, High School, and in the first 
I don't know, the first semester of, you know, this last year, they, they only knew of a small handful number of COVID cases at their high school. And, yeah. you know, and they were like, dad, it, nobody wears masks at school. Why, why is that? Why are things, is it just like the magic kingdom has this special, uh, you know, power all throughout the central part of Florida and, and nobody gets, you know, that gets sick. Uh, you know, then they, they posited that, well, they don't have any interior hallways. They just have buildings and they walk outside because the weather's always so lovely there. Yeah. And so they're wondering if when the students are congregating, um, in the passageways, it's all outdoors. There's always a nice sea breeze going on and it's warm. And so all of yeah. these things that were posited early on, you know, warmth, uh, fresh air, sea breezes, all that stuff is going to be better. Well, it's actually playing out. I mean, here in Oklahoma, there, there's a, it's one of the worst places in America for COVID infection. And I'm getting daily texts from the junior high and high school that, you know, there's infections, but there in Florida, it's not. Mm. You know, and, and despite all of the, the numbers or, well, we, we, wasn't necessarily ready to make a turn into COVID update and analysis yet, but we, we do know that uh, one of the other things that our president has done recently is he, of course, after promising to kill the virus and to, you know, eradicate it in a hundred days or whatever it was he, he said that he was going to do. He has now he has completely, well, yeah, he had a plan. He had a plan, but but uh, unfortunately, that plan has now turned into something where he has admitted that he, there's nothing he can do about the trajectory of the virus in the coming months, and and we we already know that. But one of, part of the plan is, of course, you know, the WHO re, uh, released new um, uh, directives for people on how they were getting, you know, processing their PCR tests so that there weren't as many false positives. And we, we know that the, that the infection rate itself has been highly, highly inflated because of the, the number of, uh, because of the, the, the type of um, uh, processing that they were doing on these, on these PCR tests. Uh, they were far, far too sensitive. And as a result, they were picking up people that had, you know, had a Corona cold virus, you know, 30 years ago, whatever. And so they, they had the sensitivity turned up so so high that they were, Oh, Oh my gosh, you were, you were infected with COVID. No, well, no, they just had at some other point, they had another, a different type of flu or a different type of cold that would be classified as a Corona type of virus. And so, uh, the WHO has finally admitted and directed, um, uh, medical units all over the country to readjust their testing. So, but, but, but going, going back to where we were, you know, the, the thing about this $15 minimum wage, that's just that is kicking middle America while they're down. That is kicking the restaurant industry, the bar industry, the the uh, event industry while they're down. We've been out of work for over ten. I'm going on, you know, I'm going on eleven months. It's it's we're getting close. We're getting close to a year. I, I mean, before this, and I have no idea when my my industry sector is going to open back up. But by the time it does, I will have been out of work for over a year. And so the, the, the wage itself is just putting a boot right in our ass while, while we're already down because these companies, these restaurants, um, even, even the event planners who hire, 
you know, a cater, the catering staff that work, you know, in the middle of the night for minimum wage or $10 an hour, whatever, whatever they're making, you know, these, these are, these are, are entry level jobs. These are young people by and large. These are people that are uh, working in college and they're working night shifts and, and we've all been out of work for a year and now they're going to force us to double their, their, the income, of the people, you know, setting up tables and serving tables and pouring water in glasses, that sort of thing. So it, it is, it is a, a campaign promise kept on Biden's behalf, but it is uh, actually not anything that's doing America any um, favors whatsoever. And as, and as, as we said before, now just wait for the trickle down effect because you don't cut off our energy sector. You don't take away tens of thousands of high paying jobs. You don't um, uh, drive gasoline prices up and you don't uh, force businesses that can't stay open even now and are closing it rapid. They're still, they're still, I, I, I get, I get newsletters uh, that I'm subscribed to from news all over the country about music um, uh, venues that are still, you know, they, they hung on as long as they can and they're closing every day. They're, they're going out of business permanently. And the ones that are hanging on for dear life, and now you're telling them that they've got to double their um, their salaries for their you know their entry level employees. It's it's just absolutely uh, insane. And so all that's going to do is result in um, domino effect uh, inflation and you know snowballing inflation, however you want to uh, um, analogize that. But that's exactly what's going to happen. So everything is going to be more expensive on the other side. You're gonna you know you it's it's already bad enough that. Uh, uh, you know, a double Whopper with cheese, it, just the sandwich only is already eight bucks, right? Okay, well, let's, let's kick everybody inside that store up to 15 bucks and watch that burger go up to 12. And so it, it, it's not doing Americans any favor, but that's, you know, favors, but that's exactly what's going to happen. Well, so segueing back, we're, we're kind of dancing between the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the wages, and then we talked about COVID. And so it, actually, it leads me to, uh, you know, back to a messianic um, uh, potential here with, with our, our new president. Um, mm -hmm. Has he healed COVID? I mean, it, uh, Comrade Cuomo is making changes. Mayor Beetlejuice. I mean, there's a number right. of these different uh, places that are now suddenly opening and, 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 you know, has he yeah, Cal California's governor uh, has talked about the importance of getting, you know, their industry, their restaurant industry back open. Yeah. Um, but Shocking. that may or may not be necessarily uh, a result of Bi Biden's uh, uh, hand, a uh, healing hand. It may actually. Oh, oh my gosh. What the heck was that? I Tell her I said hello. I need to turn that <laughs> off. Yeah, that was was uh, an interesting call right there. Um, so I had um, uh, I have no doubt that in Gavin Newsom's uh, case, it had nothing to do with Biden's healing hand. It has to do with the fact that the the recall petitions were getting yeah, it's, it's looking close scary. to working. So it's looking scary he, he, for him. Okay, well let's open let's open everybody up. Yeah, yeah, a little late. Oh, in the game. I've lost you. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Hold on a second. I've lost you. I can't hear you now. Suddenly. Can you hear me? Yeah. I hear you just fine. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I don't know how I lost you, but I did. You still there? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want that noise to happen again. So, uh, okay. Let's see, let's see if that one turns it off. 
Okay. Without losing you. Okay. Anyway, um, with what, what I was saying is, is that, uh, there's so many, you know, there's so many, uh, uh, hypocrisies still revealing themselves every single day. I mean, okay. Just, just this morning, I wake up to the news that, uh, experts are now saying that we should not wear just two masks, but three masks would even be better. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Two masks are 75% more. Okay. I know math runs everybody. It makes everybody crazy. All right. So we already know, we already know from the Danish mask study, the largest study of its kind related specifically to COVID, that for the wearer of the mask, it was 97% ineffective. Ineffective. There still has yet to be studies on how effective it actually is in relation to the transmission side. Yeah, so for the yeah, person on the, others, on the yeah. other side. All right. So that part is something that Facebook dinged us for and said we were putting out false information and we did not. We quoted the study exactly as it was and they just didn't like it. All right. So, and, and I didn't, I didn't um, uh, alter the, the information that it, the study had not effectively analyzed both sides yet but we took the hit. The next thing is that they're saying that two masks increase the effectivity by 75% over a single mask. Okay. So if it's 97% ineffective and now it's 75% more effective than 97%. So now how effective is it? those of you out there uh, running the numbers. 22%. It's about, we're, we're up to, so, so if it was, if we were starting at 3% effective, we're somewhere oh. between, yeah, we're somewhere now between um, five and 6% effective. Okay. But if you wear three masks, it increased the effectivity by 90%. So suddenly we're only 3% effective. We're almost up to a full 6% effective if you wear three masks. This is the real mask. So when you see these studies that say wearing two masks makes them 75% more effective, that doesn't mean that suddenly they're almost foolproof. That means they went from 3% effective to just over 5% effective, right? I mean, that's, that's how it, that's how the math works, but, but that's not the way the headlines work. And that's not the way people are influenced and brainwashed. And so now three masks make it 90% more effective. It's still not even 6% effective yet, which means that they're still 94% ineffective in terms of helping you protect you from the disease itself. So if I'm a, if I'm a, Brit, uh, if I'm a Brit, that would be uh, basically bloody ineffective. Right. Bloody ineffective. Yeah. And, 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 but that's, that's what we're working against. Uh, we're working against headlines, uh, and, and, uh, fear mongering and hysteria. We're not as, uh, as my, my, my buddy, um, Edmund Wright says, he said, we've got to stop following the science and we've got to start looking at the math. But unfortunately the math is hard and stuff. And until you understand how those numbers work, they can manipulate the headlines so easily with those types of numbers. Yeah. 90% more effective. Hmm? Well, yeah. 90% what? 
9% of 3%. Yeah, that's not, uh, that's not a big jump enough for me to uh, suffocate myself with three masks on. But hey, it's beyond parody now. That's exactly what the headlines said this morning. Well, um, I think it's a good yeah. segue now to go to part of the challenge that we have um, on Facebook for the last two and a half months, almost three months, has been us being silenced of reaching yeah. our audience. A lot of it because you were just posting articles that were crunch contrary to the narrative and you were sharing them and you were getting dinged, just like you talked about the Danish study. Uh, we've had more than three strikes. Uh, we just got a recent yeah. strike last week and you know, we're down to just yeah. a handful of likes and shares now of our 35,000 plus followers. Um, where are we at on Facebook and other social media updates? Yeah, um, just a quick update on the the Facebook page with uh, thirty five thousand followers. Um, it's down to um, just a few hundred uh, that are even seeing what we're doing. Uh, Facebook likes to measure things by reach, and 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 I've covered you know that's, this is another dead horse we don't need to beat um, too severely any longer. But um, when before before the election. The average post that I put up would run anywhere from 25,000 to 50,000 people would actually see that it existed. In other words, it would show up in their news feeds. Okay. So out of 35,000 followers, my average post was seen between from between 25 to 50,000 people. Sometimes, you know, a lot more, sometimes a little bit less, but that was, that was the, the typical number. So if I posted three different things per day, whether they were blogs, whether they were uh, articles, whether they were just a, a quick analysis on some, you know, news headline of the day, we would be seeing anywhere from 75,000 to 150,000 people per day. That's how many people were actually seeing the pragmatic constitutionalists show up in their newsfeed. After all of these dings that we were taking, we are only being seen by 50,000 people per month. And that's no matter how many posts I make per day. I mean, I can throw them out there as hard and fast as I can put them out there, but we're, we're, we're averaging right at 50,000 per month. And that's less than our average per day before the election. So that shows you how hard we've been hit. My last ding, which happened to this uh, just a few, few days ago was an opinion. Uh, comment that I made. I, I made an opinion comment on an opinion piece and they fact checked me with another opinion piece. Nothing. There was no facts in dispute. It was opinions. Uh, so when you are being fact checked by a, an opinion piece that it's, it's just, it's just not worth the fight anymore. So I'm not fighting it anymore. Uh, I did some things yesterday to go in and capture some of my old data and, and, and I'm going to spend some more time on that today because I, I don't want to lose a lot uh, that I've not been able to save yet. So we're working on that. And, and then, um, then I'm just going to let it, let it come what may, if they deplatform us, they deplatform us, but uh, we're uh, effectively on MeWe now, you know, I, and I, and yes, guys, I'm seeing the rumors that MeWe is caving to big tech. I, I don't think they're caving so much as that they are, I, I don't have any real evidence that they're going to put on the exact same level of restrictions and deplatforming that that both Facebook and Twitter have been doing. There's no indication of that yet. Although people saying, "Oh yeah, they're already pulling," sites. but look, there, yeah, they are. There's some people calling for violence on other sites. Okay, 
I pull them down. I'm not calling for violence. Never have. Uh, if, if you're, if you are absolutely calling, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we know this is, is one of the hypocrisies over on Twitter. Um, you know, all these big uh, conservative and libertarian voices have been pulled down off Twitter. Uh, who, who was just, oh, yeah, the MyPillow guy just got permanently deleted yeah. uh, the other day. You know, uh, um, we can we could go down a long, 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 long list of those that, who have been deplatformed on, on um, uh, Twitter. But the Ayatollah is still there. <laughs> you know, they, they call against, you know, they call for, you know, uh, um, that's too great America. Satan of the United States to be, to be, you know, death to America all the time. Yet they're still out there. They're still, and then, you know, you, you can't get past such blatant hypocrisy from the people that are running those, um, you know, big tech companies when, when, when that's just staring us in the face. Um, so, um, I, I have no problem with me. We deplatforming people that are calling for whether it's death to America or, you know, death to the president, if they're calling for that, well then, you know, that's actually a crime, uh, you know, threatening the president's life, whether it's Biden or Trump is an actual federal crime. Don't do it. Uh, and if you do, then you should be, you should be deplatformed. Um, uh, but I don't see the I don't see the signs yet that we have to worry about me we like uh, we are from Twitter and Facebook. But we're also on Gab. Finally, that took quite a few efforts because their servers are so overwhelmed right now with millions of people, particularly since Parler went down. Um, are, are they're overwhelmed and it's still still having some problems with it. But uh, we're going to start you know, adding some content there as, as we go. And, and, uh, and we've paid for the premium service there. So we're going to start using the gab TV and loading our videos up there. Just haven't had time to get, uh, get to all of that yet. Um, as far as run, where run else, Rumble. Oh, uh, run Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so our more controversial, uh, videos, the ones that YouTube and Facebook will not allow for, you know, particularly, uh, the, the, the battle scenes, um, that took place on the Capitol steps, uh, on, on January 6th are not allowed on Facebook and, and YouTube. So we posted those on rumble. Uh, it's not very complicated. We don't need to post links to everything, but they'll probably be down here at the bottom of, the, of, of, of this, uh, uh, podcast at the, um, if you go, and see that on YouTube and, and wherever else, all the other social media pages, because there's no battle scenes yet. You and I are not fighting at this moment. So uh, we should be fine posting this on Facebook and yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. But um, when the images are a little bit uh, stark, they'll, they'll be on rumble and gab. Uh, when the uh, images are calm and, you know, and flowery and <laughs> sedate and, you know, puppies and cute little seals and stuff like that, then it's, it'll be on YouTube and Facebook and uh, uh, wherever else those types of images are allowed. But we're obviously most excited about what we're doing on um, Locals. Locals is now uh, coming. We said it was going to become our main hub for monetization of TPC and uh, for access to exclusive uh, content. And um, uh, if you haven't, and, and okay, let me back up again. A lot of people don't want to add another social media site. Totally get it. Let me tell you, I don't want to either. I, I never used Twitter. 
are we on Twitter? Yeah, I got, you know, three followers over there. I just, I just don't have time for it. We have been forced into adding MeWe. And then we, of course, we added Parler and then we were forced into adding Gab and, and every, you know, and then everybody else was supposed to be over here and over here and over. I, I, I can't do them all. You can't do them all. We don't have time to do them all. We, we, we're going to have to focus on, you know, two or three free speech platforms, um, places that we hope nobody has the off switch to, but as I've talked about before, there's an off switch to everything. It can all be turned off eventually, eventually, but uh, we seem to be safer on MeWe, safer on Gab, safer on Rumble, safer on um, uh, Locals right now. But Locals, I, I don't want anybody to look at this and have this expectation that it's a typical social media thing. It's actually more of a, of a community that I happen to be the mayor of maybe. That's the best way to look at it. Um, yeah. And, 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 and you have the option, uh, like in a libertarian world, of uh, not paying taxes in my, uh, my town, or you can pay a very, very minimal tax of $5 a month and get access to um, uh, featured and exclusive content. Um, and, and obviously the opportunity to participate more in, in the community uh, functions. But you can be a hermit if you want to and just come in there and read everything. You don't have to participate. You don't have to like anything. You don't have to uh, comment on anything. Uh, you don't have to post anything. You can just come in and read the comment because basically we're mirroring everything that goes on Facebook and MeWe and elsewhere is going to all be mirrored on locals. And that is accessible 100% for free. Yep. Now, if you want to engage in the community, uh, the mayor charges $5 a month. So that's how low, you know, our paywall is there. And so we are putting out um, uh, more exclusive content now. I just, uh, just this m morning, I uploaded um, a, a story that will uh, either endear everyone to me or scare everybody away. <laughs> One of my dreams. I, I, I have for years written down and chronicled uh, or journaled uh, my most significant dreams. And this is one that I had about eight years ago. And uh, it's just bizarre. I dream in science fiction quite often. And this is one of those moments where it's bizarro land. And I, I was so amused by it when I woke up that morning, I immediately, you know, grabbed my computer and started writing down what I had seen in my dream. Cause you know, if you, if you don't write your dreams down, they, they're lost because they're, they're only stored in short-term memory and they go away very, very quickly. But if you write them down, then you have them. And so this is one that I was so amused by, um, just, uh, you know, I, I woke up laughing. It was so bizarre. And so I wrote it down and, um, it's That's up on locals now, right? That's up on locals. Yeah, it's, it, is, uh, it is up on locals right now, but it is one of those exclusive supporters only uh, posts. So, so people have to pay $5 to get inside your mind. Like, like Yes, they get the end of the deepest, darkest recesses of my mind. Yeah. Exactly, so my subconscious. Uh, be aware. For five bucks. Yeah. Pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you pay a lot more from that uh, to a psychologist. <laughs> but the, the bottom line is, is that uh, we really are wanting people to understand that this is not another social media site, okay? It's not that at all. It's like a Patreon. You know, I think most people know what Patreon is. It's a content creator site. Locals was uh, founded a couple of years ago by Dave Rubin. We all know who Dave Rubin is. Uh, and uh, Dave... Uh, wanted a site for, you know, um, uh, content creators who didn't have to worry about their speech being shut down. And again, he's adhering to 
the law and he will, he's very open about that. If you break the law in your speech, they will deplatform you from locals. But that's a big difference from um, speaking your mind and speaking your opinion and talking about uh, conservative uh, or libertarian politics. And so this is a safe zone for that uh, without being a worry of being deplatformed, which we had to worry about on Patreon because we, we considered going up on Patreon yeah. as our monetization site. But uh, they are, in fact, uh, they are hitting uh, conservative and libertarian voices over there, uh, liberty patriot voices. So they're taking them down over there. So uh, we opted to go with um, Dave Rubin's locals and I, it's simple, it's clean, it's easy to follow, it's easy to sign up for. Uh, go in there and, and just take a look at it for free. We're, and as I said, you're not gonna see, if you're, already, if you're following us on Facebook and you're actually able to see what we do on Facebook or you're following us on MeWe and you're able to see what we're doing there, um, you're going to just see duplicate content on um, locals that you are already seeing. So there's no super duper value for you being there um, uh, otherwise. But the, the, uh, the other thing about locals is, is if you just want to see content from the pragmatic constitutionalists, that's all you have to opt for. So you don't, you're not getting a thousand other things yeah, in yeah. your newsfeed. Yeah, you're getting zero ads, right? Right. You're getting zero ads. So it's not like you see two things, you know, you, you see a post from your grandmother and a post from your, you know, your, your aunt or your uncle or your cousin or whatever. And then you see, you know, another ad. And, and so there, there, there's no forced content being jammed down your throat on locals at all. So you get to pick what you want to see. Now, if you like what you see from TPC, and then maybe you want to go follow Dave Rubin himself, or um, uh, Tulsi Gabbard is there. If you're one of a, you know, if you're a Tulsi Gabbard fan, and you want to click those options as well, well now, okay, now you'll see all three of their feeds in your content, but you get to choose. It's not algorithm driven like Facebook and Twitter, where they're forcing content down your throat. So you get to pick and choose. So that's the first advantage. The second advantage is, is that if you do decide um, uh, to support us for the, you know, one Starbucks, well, this is a, actually a Panera, but uh, the, the cost of, you know, one Starbucks a month, um, then we're going to give you exclusive content that you're not going to get anywhere else. So, um, and then that helps us pay for what we're doing. I mean, we just, you know, look, I have um, not just been on the road for a couple of months now and, and, and the generosity of many of our followers have helped us afford to do that. But the, the, the business of just maintaining what we're doing here, just, just as a, for instance, we've, because of our increased um, a bandwidth use, we're having to upgrade to the pro level of everything, every single service that we use, uh, whether it's zoom uh, we, we just upgraded. I mean, I had to, uh, because of the amount of video that we're, sharing back and forth, you know, our, our file sharing service, we just had to upgrade yeah. that. And yeah. so it's, it's just like, it's like every other day I'm having to throw a hundred dollars here and $150 there. And, you know, and, and people have no idea how expensive it is to maintain and just to do this. And we're still in the growing phase. So a lot of this is all initial investment thing for us since uh, May, June, but, uh, but it is hopefully getting better and hopefully becoming more attractive. And hopefully it's the type of content that you're going to be willing to share. Like now, just for instance, this conversation, conversation today has been just a lot of information and there's no earth shattering news here. This is just me and Scott kind of updating everybody that cares about what we've been doing for the last several years, just kind of giving you an update on the day-to-day -day mechanics. Um, uh, 
we, you know, we covered a few things. We've covered Biden. We've covered COVID. We've covered, uh, um, we talked a little bit about the sixth. Uh, we've, we're, you know, we've talked about masks. We've talked about, uh, you know, Facebook's deplatforming. We have talked about some current event type things here today, but we're really just kind of been you know, getting you guys up to speed and uh, that's okay too. If you want to hang out and listen to us and do that, then, you know, it's fine. We're going to talk amongst ourselves. Uh, if we have to just, if it's just me and Scott, we'll be, it'll just be me and Scott. But if you guys are enjoying uh, knowing what it takes to do this thing and to build this thing from the, the ground up, uh, cause we're not there, you know, we're not the blaze. Uh, we're, we're, we're not uh, daily wire and then we're not, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro or not Steven Crowder. Uh, don't know whether, uh, to what heights we will ascend in terms of comparison to those, uh, big, you know, those big, uh, followings right now. Did you know that speaking of that, this blew me away. Did you know that Steven Crowder's election night coverage dwarfed all the major news net networks? Are you serious? His, I didn't know that. Right. His costume coverage alone, he had 15 million viewers. More than Fox, more than CNN, more than MSNBC. He killed them all. Um, and, and basically doing that, you know, as a streaming, you know, online stream. That's just amazing. Um, he, he, he knocked them all down. Mm. Uh, he's quite a talent. And, uh, uh, you know, good for him. And, and, and for those of you that pray, he's got some health, serious health problems that he's just revealed mm -hmm. in the last couple of days uh, that he's dealing with, uh, some heart problems. And then, uh, that's why he's been off the air for, uh, quite some time that and a couple of other things, but, uh, um, he is, uh, yeah, he's something else. So I don't know, you know, I, I'm, I'm not trying to compare us in any way, shape or form to anybody right now. Cause you and I are just still, you know, we're, we're manning the, we're manning the, the boat by ourselves, you know, and, uh, um, we'll see where it goes. But a lot of that is dependent upon how much of the, uh, the support that we can get here in the, you know, look, even though the support has been there, 90% of what we've done in the last, uh, 10, well, since I guess we, you and I started working on this together in, uh, May, was it something like that? Yeah. But yeah. 90, April, 90, April, yeah. 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 April. So 90% of what has been spent in order to launch the expansion project here has come out of our own pockets still yet to this, you know, today. And that's without income coming in, um, from, uh, uh our normal life sources. So, uh, anything you guys can do the, the, you know, we ask for nothing more than just jumping on there and, and, uh, doing the five months, uh, on locals, which is the pragmatic constitutionalist.locals.com. If you can do more, we are, uh, to be honest, we are looking for a couple of, uh, or, you know, two or three significant patrons to really undergird, uh, the expansion plans and what we have, we have in our minds. If you're one of those people that really, 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 really believe in what we're doing, and maybe you would like to even be a, a bigger part of this, not just financially, but, um, a, provide, uh, help and services in some other way. But, uh, uh, we do have a donate page also on the website, the pragmatic constitutionalist.com. And you can uh, go there uh, for larger amounts. Now you can commit larger money. I think, uh, does, I think locals even has a yeah, one-time yeah. donation. Yeah. One time well. you, you can do recurring. There's yeah. multiple options. Um, five is just yeah. the standard yeah. benchmark that locals recommends that we, we do because yeah. Ruben does the same number you know, as, as right, right, right. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, either, either, um, either, either one, the donate page on the website or on locals is great. Uh, and 
it's always appreciated. So anything else that we need to cover, Scott, or do we need to get that? We, we, we got everything covered uh, and we're at 55 okay. minutes right now. So I think that's a good time to tap out. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, guys, once again, thank you so much for everything. Um, uh, I have been able to pour out quite a bit more content here recently because uh, I've been stable for the last uh, week and a half and one place, which I haven't been in one place this long and uh, since Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, I'm probably going to be here for uh, in Louisiana for a few more days, and then I'm going to relocate and get down to Florida and start my run there. And I'll I'll be updating everybody on the meetup locations and that sort of thing, uh, just as soon as I'm able to make those uh, come to life. So looking Yay. for the the next trip yeah and, and seeing everybody out there and then all you west coast guys yes we're coming i promise i promise i promise we're gonna get there and and un, uh, unfortunately for me but fortunately for um tpc and and uh, those who do want to uh, spend some time with me uh, in person uh, my calendar is going to facilitate uh, the time for us to get out there so we're going to head west soon hmm. sounds good well thanks thanks all everybody right. for listening uh we appreciate it we've had a great time uh, hope you feel updated on where things are as of today. And uh, we will be talking to you guys soon. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Thanks. Take care.